messages from the mountain. That's the topic today. And I'm not alone this time. I um, have a guest. His name is Richard D. Chambers. And he is the leader of the retreat that I went on to the mountains in the Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta. He is the founder, him and Rosalie, his beautiful partner, uh, founded um, Earth Guardians Retreat and uh, Crystal Academy. And they are both uh, beautiful, beautiful people. And today I um, have the great pleasure and honor to spend some more time with him while we're talking about lessons learned on the mountain, from the mountain, through the mountain, from the Kogis, uh, and the wisdom, the wisdom, the wisdom that our earth keeps. And we, when we become the vessels of, and the messengers of her, I um, had a little bit of an error happen that happened with the sound in the be- very, very the be- beginning. So um, the conversation will, it may seem as if um, it started a little while ago. That's just because I missed a little bit of the introduction. So, um, but here, without further ado, this is the conversation that... I had with Richard with um, regard to our trip to the mountain. Out of nowhere, pretty much 15 people answered the call very quickly. And that just transformed the experience to a just unbelievable, sacred, you know, journey. I think for anyone that's hosting or holding retreats, usually you would go and experience the land first before you go and hold a retreat because it could be, you know, um, a little bit chaotic if you haven't, you know, felt the currents of the land first for yourself. This experience was different though, because we all heard the call. Um, We all understood the timing of it. Mm-hmm. And 16 people came together for this. And 16 is a seven. Seven represents the mountain. Mm-hmm. The year that we're currently in, 2023, is also a seven. So it seemed like all signs were just pointing for this journey to the mountain to unfold the sacred experience for each one of us, which landed us in Santa Marta to come together as a group. Yeah, um, I remember getting there and when everybody was gathered around the table, I was kind of like the last one to arrive. And I thought to myself, well, here we are. (laughs) Neither one of us really knows what is coming, but we showed up. We showed up for the call. And the call was the call of Mother Earth. 
the call was the call of the mountain and the call of the of the cookies of the mammals who called us they being the guardians of the mountain as they are the guardians of uh the the keepers the wisdom keepers of the world <laughs> that's a a huge um job to hold <laughs> right <laughs> and they do it so well yeah you know, I, think, i think there's sometimes in your life you get this feeling that there's something special that's mm. about to happen and mm. it's really hard to put that into words but I, when our group came together that's the feeling you know that i had uh seeing each one of you and meeting each one of you for some of you for the first time there was this you know curiosity and excitement and soul remembrance of everyone as well that there's just you know an alchemical uh reaction in the in the <laughs> field that was saying something massive was about to start to awaken within each one of us yes yes um i have to say since we had a week to spend on the mountain and we'll talk about the various experiences we've had it was an opportunity for me to um be with you and get to know you who you are as a healer in the world and who you are as ah, someone who's here to really make the shift and the shift that we all know needs to happen to elevate us to the next level and so you are the the front runner of this i see i see you and i feel so um humble to be in your presence because when you operate from your heart the way you do the ripple in the world is big we know the frequency of the heart is the strongest one the love that we keep and that we haven't tapped into so we are here to help this heart open for people as the heart of the mother mother earth beats so strongly through us so thank you thank you for shining your light so that we can see it and so that we connect with it and so that we can create those waves of change together thank you for showing up <laughs> and i just breathe that one in <laughs> well i'm very humble and very you know grateful 
at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here having my human experience, which is the most humbling journey, isn't it? And I think the message for everyone is to know that follow your heart. Like our DNA is just encoded differently. Like we've been questioning the path ever since we were born. Mm -hmm. You know, we've always, you know, been looking up into the universe and the stars and seeing how much life is out there and looking for the pathway that brings us into that level of union with the earth and cosmic citizenship as well. Mm -hmm. I think you know, so that part of my DNA has always been alive and active. Mm -hmm. And we're here to create a new pathway for generations to come in the most loving way too. And that at times it can be scary because there's not going to be that many other people in your life that will always understand the path that you're taking. But when you follow your heart and you can make that toughest journey, which is the journey from the mind down into the heart, it's only a six inch journey, mm -hmm. but some of us don't achieve that in our entire life. <laughs> yes. All right. And you open up to the most profound experiences of living. And that's, you know, what I want to look at you know when my time comes i want to have lived mm. and i want to live as full as i could and i want to have love as mm. much as i could mm. that is what my phd is in. <laughs> what masters is in my frequency my heart and my vibration is my currency and i think this is you know, mm. a new way of thinking. Yes. Yes. And a language that seems to be new, too. Uh, we are accessing with the new comes the expression of the new so we have to hear the language discern it experience it be it so the opening has to be there and so if you ask yourself is it there or not if there is resonance with what we're saying what Richard and I are speaking here about, then yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> there is resonance. <laughs> Therefore, you have it, <laughs> right? It's there for anyone. It's not just us. Uh, we're here to, to vibrate together. And that frequency is what is changing the world. And so back to being on the mountain, <laughs> this is, by the way, um, 
a result, obviously, um, of being on the mountain and new frequencies that we have both downloaded and new discoveries, new openings of DNA and um, releasing of a lot of old, old residue of layering that was um, kind of thrown at me and then got stuck. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm in here somewhere, but the layering became thicker and thicker and thicker. And so I had to scrub it off first and I was in there. Sometimes I would come out, but then the layering was just getting, you know, keeping me back in. So the mountain really gave us an opportunity to discover, for me, to discover, um, to tickle, awaken, step into, discover and step into, and a new discovery of me. <laughs> As an expression of being, of source, and um, a, a child of the earth, because we're here, so we're made of the same stuff as the earth. Hence, when mother speaks, we hear, because we're the same stuff. We just have to awaken it. Again, language, verbiage, listening, earth, listen to the earth oh that's a new thing <laughs> how do i listen to the earth do i put my ear down <laughs> and listen that could be one way <laughs> so messages come in in different ways i would like to hear richard how did you hear the messages from mother earth mm, they came in so many ways Mm. You know, as you're speaking, I was seeing one of the the rock guardians from the mountain that we all connected with, and they. So I think the first place the messages they came through everything because if you're listening, hmm. you know, depending where you direct your focus and attention, there's a message there for you, and. On the mountain, it was just so evident that nature is the most advanced, like God technology. And to have that opportunity to not be around any technology, 5G or any of that stuff, and just interface with the true rainbow Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. which is my <laughs> I was... For me, the first message came through with the rock guardian that we're all told to connect with. Mm. And we're asked to, you know, set our intentions. And I actually just saw myself with my etheric arms just reaching out and giving that rock a big hug. <laughs> and when I did that, I actually felt like I turned into the rock mm. and I felt myself drop all the way down into the core of the planet. Mm. When that happened, 
I had this like unusual calm in my spirit. Mm. Like I've never felt this before where I just didn't ever need to talk again. Mm. It was perfect. So the first message was, you know, in the connecting of the different elements, there's so much that we can learn. And it begins with us being able to see and witness them and foster those relationships. So it's a normal thing for me now to talk to rocks, mm-hmm. to talk to trees, to talk to the insects, to talk <laughs> to the plants, you know, in my house. And, and there's so much love and joy in developing this intimate relationship with Mother Earth. She works through all of those, right? So that would be my first way on the mountain where I started to receive these messages in Mother Earth was to realize she is everywhere at all times Mm. and always around us. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, being on the mountain, um, not only that, it truly was a breath of fresh air (laughs) at that altitude of um, 5,700 meters, which I'm not sure how much it is in feet. But but is it really? Because they say it's a floating mountain. I know. (laughs) They say it just floats around and it lands wherever it wants, right? So... That explains why I never saw an airplane <laughs> flying above. Yeah, no airplanes, no chemtrails. Except for the last day when we were leaving. I looked up because I heard a, an airplane. And I look up and I saw an actually an airplane. I was like, wow, that's so strange. There was no airplane the entire time we were there. And so much calm and just looking around and waking up with the sunrise right above the mountains and seeing the the um the the, the clouds below you, so to speak, because you could see them being there low. <laughs> wow. I mean, this it was heaven on earth. Um yeah. It really was in all ways, the way I felt, even though, um, so Kandimaku, who, um, are we going to talk about how you guys connected too? Uh, just so I explained, Kandimaku was the, um, our, the representative of the Mamos who basically in, invited, um, extended the invitation for us to go from the mountain, put the call out, more or less, um, <laughs> on a different level. It's like different levels of accessing us. So this was one of them, <laughs> right? So <clears throat> do you want to share now how you guys connected maybe? Yeah. So I was going through this uh, journey of 
rediscovery and it was kind of like a tower moment that lasted about six months where I was really going through the darkness, not mm -hmm. darkness in a bad way. It was like walking through the void. And I knew there was like a rebirthing that I was experiencing. And while I was diving into that, I had, you know, certain like existential questions, you know, I would ask myself to try to figure out my way. Mm -hmm. One of those was when was the last time or incarnation when my earth body was thriving in all areas. Mm. So I'd meditate on that. And I realized, you know, there is a tribal blueprint that my body can hold, that my DNA can hold that felt like it was missing mm. since we've been, you know, like community is ingrained in our DNA. It's a tribal blueprint yes. for it. And that's something, you know, we've really moved out of those spaces just in the way most of our societies are shaped. Um, it's not the same form as community of what we know, right? So many of us have moved away from our land we moved away from our communities, and that's an ancestral um, trauma that we experienced. So I was meditating on how to restore my tribal blueprint mm. for my elemental body. And with that, I was starting, you know, to just open up some more work, some more <laughs> spiritual work and DNA work on that. And then I received this email to sit in with the Kogi elders, the ancient wisdom keepers. And I thought to myself, these are the people that have the fully restored tribal blueprint. And I was like, I knew there was somewhere in this planet mm. that they did. Wow. <laughs> and I felt like it was a message from source or mother mm. earth, like, saying like you've been asking here's the call so i connected with them on this call and it was quite a process to make it work you know they didn't even have internet at that point like mm. so one of the brothers had offered to buy them a computer and to get the internet and they walked for 10 hours to go get that to be able to set it up and it was a three-day like journey wow. of just going to get the technology to be able to host this like call. And so it was done on a, a loop of faith too. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just so random the way it all came in. And after that <laughs> call, uh, Condi reached out to me uh, through, he messaged me and said that the mamas had seen me uh, in meditation and they've been waiting for a few years for me to come in. Wow. Um, with that, they said they saw me as an eagle, and obviously I don't want to attach to any of those things. And this is the first experience I've had with them. I was still figuring it out. So 
but this is something that had been unfolding for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Like I had first heard about the ancient wisdom keepers who meditated in the caves of Columbia when I was starting my shamanic like training almost a decade ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking there can't be any of these mystical beings left. Hmm. All the decade later, you know, they enter into my life in the most random way. Mm -hmm. And we just started to, you know, talk every day after that meeting. And what I realized is just every time I had a conversation with Kandimaku or one of the elders, just gave me so much hope for humanity. Mm. And then they kept telling me I was coming to the mountain and I kept saying, no, I'm not going to the mountain. <laughs> Maybe I'll go in a few years. And they kept saying, no, you're coming this year. And that was kind of how it started. And I didn't even believe it like at that point. And then I think it was after about three, four months, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to the mountain. Mm. And Kandi was like, we've, we've been seeing you on the mountain for the last three months, you know? <laughs> and it was just really beautiful relationship. You know, obviously I believe in what they, what they're doing and their mission and serving mother earth and holding the sacred memory of what it really means to live, to enjoy life and not just enjoy life, but to thrive in life as a species that is in, full sacred connection with your mother so with mother earth that is what i have been training for my entire life mm. i feel is to be in service in this way yes just to give back to give with no expectations and i think that was such um just a wonderful thing to do you know because we started hosting our own like calls to them and just to support them in their missions with no expectations. Mm. That was always my goal was to do this with no expectations just because I wanted to support Mother Earth. And I think when we all come together, unified for a cause, like you said, it starts ripples. And so that's how the relationship started. Mm -hmm. That's how we ended up on the mountain. <laughs> yeah. um, I hear a trust um, and a recognition of some sorts. <sighs> um, you put out the call and it came back. <laughs> um, you created it, you recreate, you brought it in, right? But this is, um, the, the healers of the world are accessing um, a, a love frequency. And sometimes we say, oh, you know, something's, something's off there, it's not resolved or it's off, right? So we feel if it's if there's still work to do on those people i mean especially um i don't know there is there's something still in the space there and i think it's in all of us until we experience it fully 
And for me, it was the first time where I experienced prolonged um, love, harmony, and peace, like Mm -hmm. all the time. It's in these people. And Kandi said something, the mom's mind is uncorruptible. And truly, um, there is the corruption of the mind, um, which is my field, interestingly enough, with hypnosis and hypnotherapy is really we're hypnotizing the mind. I mean, we hypnotize the body to access the mind to make the shifts because the mind is so layered. That's the one that is like, lets us in or not. We have ceilings that we put on. And it's also part of those layering that I was talking about earlier. Um, But the expression of who we are truly comes from the heart. The mind is operating here. Yes, but it's a device to access higher realms to expand, right? Well, (laughs) being on the mountain and being with these people and just the field being continuous peace, love, and harmony. Uh, it, like you said earlier, it gave me hope. Yes. But it really exists here on earth. And I charge myself. Like, I really feel that I charge myself. So <laughs> this, for for those who are listening, right? And this is a charging retreat. This is a, a charging of... Yeah, a retreat where I really charged myself back into myself. You know, when Rosalie and I returned, we uh, met one of our our friends who's also, you know, an intuitive. And and the first thing she said to us, she was like, oh, my God, I've never seen you do so in your bodies. Mm. You're usually just so like outside of your bodies she goes you guys are like it's incredible to witness how connected to your bodies and i think as star seeds this is something that we all go through where we go through such activation we actually have hard time really grounding deep and it's just really been the life-changing to really be so deeply connected to Mother Earth now, as well as galactically and celestially, but you know we're here to have an Earth experience and an Earth incarnation. That's why we're here. Yeah. So the thing or point of contact for us is to go through that deep initiation with Mother Earth. So I, it is incredibly healing. You know, there's just something that takes away that you know that angst or that like missing piece Mm -hmm. i feel that we go through because everything is here for us you know and and on this like planet it's all here but most of us aren't able to actually see it are we Mm. yeah and that includes abundance and um this is the topic of next year mm-hmm. we went on the mountain in the year of the mountain and we 
were charged with new codes and new codes for abundance. And so owning that is really, for me, I've been asking myself, what does that mean? Like five times? That's like the number of abundance. And so we are decoding ourselves to that. And how do we decode ourselves for that? It's like, I keep asking this question so that they take me further and further so I can be with that. And it's just, um, <laughs> I have to be in the state of love. Not I have to. It's that openness of the heart where I'm like, you know, it's all love. And then what will come through, we'll see. It's such a new state because of this desire to control everything and just know and the fear. There's a, there used to be this continuous layer of fear shadowing over everything. And if like fear, very um, discreet <laughs> in a way, because you just own it as a program that seems to be yours it's like, oh no that's my own you know but is it really because sometimes we really um we don't always own hmm sometimes it looks like we want to not be that light And that's an interesting one, you know, like there are, there are different ways that we can look at things, right? But, um, ultimately the heart decides <laughs> where we, how bright the shine is, right? Hmm. Yeah. I say that because I feel that the that layer of fear is showing up for people in so many different ways. And 2024 will be the year of abundance. Two plus two plus four is eight. So maybe, Richard, would you like to talk to us a little bit about that <laughs> yeah the way the abundance year works is so whatever you did over the last nine years is what will or whatever has occurred like collectively or is going to start to manifest in this year mm. right because the last abundance year would have been i think nine years ago but um now what happens is this also means power, credibility, authority, abundance are the main like themes. So within your own personal life, you want to ask yourself between zero and 10, 
how am I doing in that area, in those areas, like for each one, because that's what's gonna kind of show, it's gonna play out for you this year, right? You're going to definitely, you know, experience uh, like an abundance year should be one of your happiest years. If you're not experiencing that, it's because there's a level of balancing or healing that you're doing to do with one of those, your credibility, your authority, your power that has that opportunity to come back into like a higher alignment for you. So I'd say those are kind of the themes that we'll see. I know there's a celestial abundance upgrade that's coming in for humanity. The mamas keep saying that even money is going through an abundance upgrade. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fear around what's going to happen with money, you know, financial systems, all of this. And I think it's important to really like step out of the fear mm -hmm. and to know like the universe is always like conspiring in our favor. It really is. And that just makes life so much better and worth living. I'll tell you that firsthand. When you know the universe has got your back, your higher self has got your back, it's really about just showing up in the best way that you can. Sometimes we make our lives a lot harder because we think we're the ones that are driving the vehicle. And that's always a big aha moment when you realize, wait, who really is driving the car? <laughs> like, who is, you know, operating this consciousness? Mm. Is it me? Or am I just going along for the ride? You know, getting off at the destinations wherever I'm being dropped. And when we come into that like realization, like there's a higher power that's orchestrating all of this, it makes life a lot easier to be able to show up for it and trust, you know, in the higher plan. So like there are changes that are coming. Uh, we want to look at the changes as if they're positive changes, because we also know that fear, um, on some levels, it's an illusion. Mm -hmm. On other levels, it's very real. And fear is one of the easiest ways to be able to control or manipulate us. Um, so I feel when we can eliminate that or step back from that and see that higher perspective on life and how beautiful it is, and how many opportunities do we get to live on a planet in an abundance here during this like wild ascension cycle? <laughs> like how many lifetimes have we gotten to experience that? Mm. So like, let's go through this incarnation with like no regrets, you know, like let's <laughs> live life in, in the best way that we can. Do I want to look back and say like, wow, I was scared for most of my life. Mm. Not from what I told myself, but from what other people told me. Yeah. That's not what I want to see in my life review. I want to know that 
I trusted Source, I trusted Mother Earth, and I always showed up in my best way to support them while helping as many people as I can along the way and remembering to enjoy this experience because I think we can take the spiritual journey so serious at times and like we didn't come here to just like suffer for our entire mm. lives if you want to you can it's there right. for you but also know I've learned enough through suffering so this is like when you realize that's not the only path so for me that was you know the point where I'm at now is like I'm in the path of grace like I mm. am living life to with no regrets mm -hmm. yeah suffering is a choice um yeah, when you when I, I got to see that too. Um, it is that um, self that vic self victimization mode. In some way, you don't take responsibility for your life and who you are, and someone else is to blame or to shame or to point at or or even when we do it to ourselves in a negative way, that's also a fear-based um, layering of the self. So fear has been in, indeed um, the source of suffering. <laughs> and we, we, we suffer when we are in fear. We, and we keep it and then we maintain that state not knowing that we can actually escape it, right? So it is a choice. Am I looking at a, a fear-based uh, horror show that I know is going to affect me? <laughs> because when I see something, I'm, I'm actually accessing some form of consciousness, so to speak, right? So what am I fostering? What... What's my baseline for how do I feed myself? What is, is it positive or is it negative? I feel like that's really where it starts when it's really basic. Like, what do I tell myself? We were on a call with, with um, Kandi Mako and the, the Zagas last night. And Kandi was telling us the story when he was a teenager and he was observing this woman who was talking to herself and he said what a great quality because we all do it it's true we do we talk to ourselves <laughs> all the time we negotiate with ourselves we you know judge ourselves we it's there's a continuous conversation with but this woman was talking negatively about herself and so what we foster in our talk, in our self-talk, is affecting us. And it has been affecting us. And releasing the layers of that has to be a choice. The moment we make a choice is when, okay, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens when I actually go do the thing that I said I was going to do. 
right? That's really being earthed here too. It's like being through taking the actions. This is something again that is such a such a uh, um, has been a lesson for me. It's really action, including going to the mountain on the on this retreat. It's taking the I, I was a yes from the beginning. From my from the first moment I heard about the cookies, I was like, I'm going to the mountain. And then I had stops in the way. And I pulled out of the journey. And Richard said, well, you know, I knew you were going to be there. <laughs> it was just, you know, holding the space. And the cookies were too, because they were, they knew. They knew everybody who was going. So there is this orchestration of, divine community right and communion too this is really a lesson also for us um being the ambassadors of the family that has taken us in and yeah. helped us remember who we are and um opening their hearts and we are their brothers so we help them too by spreading spreading the word so to speak and spreading the frequency and uh, making it important because this is mother earth speaking to us yeah you know I wanted to just share something on fear. Yes. Like, so the first part is like suffering. I mean, suffering is a path. Like I I went through my awakening through suffering. Mm -hmm. So I'm always grateful for suffering, but I went through it enough that I also choose to not do that anymore. Mm. Right. And fear is one of those things that is, can be so challenging to explain, you know, to another person because it's like this invisible wall of energy that just carries such an immense pressure and weight to it. Um, many of us feel this when we experience like change in our lives. You know, for some people, change is very easy, and for others, it's it's very you know scary. Uh, whether it's a new job or whether you're moving or going to the mountain or whatever it may be, there is this like idea to do this and move forward in your life. Mm -hmm. And then this immense wall of fear comes up, which then makes you want to retract and stay back. And I think there's a lot of people that would stay in situations, relationships, jobs, a lot longer than what they need to because of that immense fear of change and that what they would have to move through to break through to the other side. But when we realize the reason why we don't step through the fear is actually not because of the change, but we get addicted to the suffering that we know. Mm -hmm. And the suffering that we know is we look at our lives and we say, well, this job isn't going me. I don't love it. I mean, I don't have passion for it, but I could do this. You know, this relationship, maybe we're not 
you know, in love or maybe it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Stay longer in that relationship because it's what we know. <clears throat> then when you actually make that change in your life and you break through to the other side, you go, why didn't I do this a year ago? Why didn't I do this, you know, so much sooner? So it's act- the actual actions that you're speaking of, of stepping through that fear gives you the strength the next time it comes up. So mm-hmm. each time we choose to not make a choice is a choice too. Mm-hmm. And that was one of, you know, my big lessons in life is I've stepped through those walls of fear so many times that I just, I have the courage and the experience. I'm like, well, all those other times I did it, I didn't die, or, you know, or yeah. I survived and it, you know, was probably intense for the first two weeks. And then all of a sudden I was in my groove. Mm. I think it's important for people to really, and I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's important to, you know, challenge ourselves to step through those fears. Yeah. Because that's what gives us our mental strength and courage to dream and live a bigger life. Yes. And as the cookies with the mamas would say, the dreams that we dream are because we, those are our dreams. <laughs> we got to dream them. These are, we got to live them into being, right? So, um, did, sorry. Do you have any, any, do you want to talk about any of the dreams you had on the mountain? <laughs> you know, it's, let me see. I I wasn't dreaming a lot on the mountain. I was I wasn't sleeping either. Mm. I was in that state of just kind of floating and allowing floating and allowing, floating and allowing. <laughs> and looking back it was i had so much energy every day it wasn't like oh i hadn't slept the whole night <laughs> it wasn't like that at all we all were great we were i th- i think for the mo- excuse me for the most part um we had moments when we maybe were processing something but um for myself i can say i have had several times when i processed it was Candice maku said uh, before our healings, you get ringed out. That's exactly what happened. I feel like I, I got ringed out of, um, fears, um, from just fears from, from, from the past, from that were not mine, that were, I had owned, um, just layered fears for, for, and, and the, when you are just to try, I tried to break it down. I, I asked to have it be broken down, how that's possible to have it be happening so quickly, so much. I feel like so much was just expelled, <laughs> you know, just pushed. <laughs> and, um, 
yes, even that is probably a choice. Um, we will talk with the other uh, members too, and I, I would like to hear your experience about this. Um, because for me, it was really um, just, it's like I had to step, I was, I was the energy of the sun. So it really got me into thinking, the energy of the sun, yes. And then when, it, when I allow it to come through, it's a different energy of myself. So the stepping into it, you know, is there. And the expression of it, right? Um, so I'm, I feel that we had so much healing with the sacred waterfall and the healings that we did up at the rock and um, around the sacred fire and the remembering of it all. The, 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 the growth that we had together as a, as a tribe uh, with each other. There was this, this, see, when we're down here, I feel that the dissonance can happen so much easier. And we would just either get sidetracked or start getting to some sort of dissonance. Mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't possible really up there because they there was this loving energy that was just like in the space of love again frequency of love vibrates very high and so in that space of that frequency of love everything unlike itself just pushed, falls away that's been my experience up there and to the, the degree to which I want to drop those fears is the, the, the degree to which I grow. So how has it been for you? Since I got back? Well, since you got back and up on the mountain, I was talking about the ringing off on the mountain. How did you feel? What was, for me, it was dropping off this you know, so many layers for you. What do you, if there was to pick, I'm not saying pick one thing, just pick what comes, what you've experienced there, as in like well, nutshell. I'll share about one of the dreams because I was, I was very active in dream time. So it was, it was like I was going through another day every time I, <laughs> I went to sleep. So we did many awakening walks and to some of the places that you mentioned and after each awakening walk, I'd be very busy in dream time. So one of the questions I had was like, the story with the four tribes is that they are, you know, guardians of the planet and direct communicators for and guardians of mother earth. And that they were left here to, you know, take care of that. So with that responsibility, you know, the curious part of me was like, all right, I want to go there and I want to see who they really are. Mm. I want to see who they are, like celestially. I want to see who they are, you know, just as people and beautiful beings. And after one of the, you know, because when you meet the mamas, they're really quiet. They're very... Um, 
they're just like an extension of a mystical extension of nature it's hard to even yeah. put into words you know? <laughs> very well put yes <laughs> they're incredibly powerful but they never tell you how powerful they are mm -hmm. they never tell you how celestial they are they always talk about mother earth but if they're guardians of the planet you know or we're left in this role I wanted to know what that was about mm. and where they came from. Mm -hmm. So that's just my starseed nature, you know? Yes. And so the one night I, I went to sleep and I was visited by the celestial mamos who were around this universal altar. And they were incredibly tall, skinny, and they had big heads, long hair, and they had these huge eyes super galactic and I was introduced one by one to them and I remember like so some of them were taller some of them were shorter but they looked like the mamas just mm -hmm. with bigger heads right and so and I was receiving a transmission from each one of them when I woke up I got up early and I went to go find the mamas because I was like I have to talk to them about what I experienced and when I shared to them my experience, they were like, oh, you met the celestial mamos. <laughs> the celestial mamos have made contact with you to start sharing messages with you. Wow. And later that day, that's when we went up to that rock where they showed us where the light ships land. Mm. And I thought, how funny is that? Like, we had the dream last night. I talked to them in the morning. Then they wanted to take us where the light ships land. Yes. And, you know, they never speak about that stuff. They don't, you know, talk about that. Their focus is always on Earth. And I think it is really important to know, like, like how celestial they are, but how grounded they are in the Earth missions. Yes. I think that is what's beautiful because you don't lose your divine or galactic connection by being so integrated with Mother Earth. Mm. It actually enhances it to such a um, such a heightened level. So that was one of my uh, dreaming experiences I had there. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, it's you were um you this is this has been such a great connection for you and and then <laughs> while you were there yeah and they confirmed it see yeah. this is this is where you know okay it's even if you were to question yourself because i did question myself too at some point i'm like wait am i making that up again mind somehow right it's like and you question yourself um but if you were i'm not saying that you were but they really confirmed that you just you were sharing you basically were sharing yeah but i think there